0: Welcome to the SEM Insider Insights podcast series presented by Bing Ads. These are conversations with PPC experts and influencers who are sharing their tips and advice so you can become a PPC pro. Welcome to another episode of Insider Insights. I'm your host, Frances Donigan ryan and I'm very excited about today's topic and today's guest. Andrew Goodman from Page Zero is joining us from their office in Toronto. Uh, Andrew is the founder and president of Page Zero, and uh, they're a wonderful agency um, who have been a leader in both the PPC as well as uh, audience acquisition and optimization optimizing your webpage to be able to to be found online. Andrew, welcome, and thanks so much.
1: Hey, Francis. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, of course. So today, Andrew and I are going to chat about automation, and um, from the theme of working hard by hardly working, Andrew uh, has literally written the book on a lot of uh, PPC strategies. He's incredibly passionate about automation. I am as well. It means you don't have to work holidays. You can get out of the office and get to happy hour, uh, have dinner with your friends, not have to work on a Saturday morning, and. Um, And it'll definitely increase your efficiency so that also you can spend time on optimizing your campaigns in other areas. So Andrew, let's start off with a little bit, you know, talk to me about how you see our industry and the way that we work, our culture, how people like us, what our brain chemistry is like, Um, because I think that that really plays a big part in why we needed automation and why it's helpful to us.
1: Great question. Well, the the brain chemistry of uh, folks in our industry, I think, is uh, to a degree, if you are super passionate about the driver that is uh, especially paid search. Uh, is that of an addict? Uh, <laughs> your brain lights up uh, when it gets fresh data, yeah, uh, and it refreshes every day, every hour, if you want. And it's not always the same uh, flavor of data. So it's in, you know, in the form of an ad test, in the form of uh, query data, in the form of which which device, uh, which uh, demographic <laughs> segment, and we can you know go on and on. Right. So even when it was uh, a little simpler and we didn't have as many levers to pull, um, we were always looking at our keywords and our ads, uh, even if maybe that wasn't healthy for us and wasn't yeah. always moving the needle for the client. Uh, we're always going to be like that. And now that we have more levers, uh, I think the need for uh, some reasonable degree of automation uh, really comes to the fore in the sense that there's been kind of a mushrooming of of features, functions, segments we can (laughs) optimize so we can play around with however many different ad extensions and 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 so on some of that will be manual it will be strategy it will be uh, a kind of must do right Uh, and there's things you can automate about a lot of what we do but the fact that it's all expanding means we do have to um yeah we do have to think about exactly what you said uh the quality of life that you can have doing this job at all, uh, while still, you know, being paid enough, you know, you're still doing something that someone is willing to pay you to do. Yeah. And for me, uh, that is usually when is quitting time and you know, I'm not, I just won't do what I used to do. I won't stay until the quote job is done. That could be three in the morning. (laughs) Uh, and it usually comes down to the nice weather, uh, and, and a bike ride and not being in the dark, um, so I might actually work longer in August because I f- forget that the day's over, right. Uh, but right about now, i uh, I need to shut down at five o'clock so I can get <laughs> out there.
0: Yes, I'm actually looking out the window right now. And of course, I'm in Seattle. Uh, The rain has stopped, uh, but we still have some gray skies. So now that it's dry, this is a great time for me to run out and get coffee. And um, obviously, as soon as I finish chatting with you. But I love what you're saying that we get so much data in our job and not just from the campaigns we're running, but from, you know, as we as Bing change the ad formats, as we change the SERP, as we change, like you said, all the additional levers Uh, Google, of course, is doing that as well. You know, they're adding more and more actions that you can take to really make your ads brighter, stronger, higher performing. And I think particularly as our industry moves towards audience, not abandoning the keyword, but we're moving more towards audience-driven ad campaigns, there's still a lot of our traditional extensions and AdWords setup and campaign setup that we can't ignore. And in my opinion, that's what automation helps with a lot.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, and, I mean, when you talk about things like ad extensions, of course, and the exact layout of ads on different devices, that's an internal automation at your end <laughs> in yeah. the sense of, of testing and deciding how often to feature which extensions in what order. So yeah, that's one where um, we uh, hope that works well. Um, but we don't have a uh, huge control over it.
0: Yeah, you can now, I mean, on, on Google, you've, you've been able to schedule extensions for a while now, and you can do that also on Bing. So I guess in my mind, sometimes I take some of those scheduling features, roll it into this overall topic of automation. But tell me, you know, talk to me a little bit more about the traditional, like deeper automation strategies and tools that, you feel, you know, make, not just make our campaign stronger, but as we talked about, you know, help with your quality of life.
1: Sure. I, I tend not to be a believer in, in just uh, turning on the black box. Uh, eventually, of course, uh, any tool that would help you uh, aim for an aggregate ROI outcome, uh, right. cost per acquisition, et cetera, it, it makes some sense. There is a compromised version of that as a lot of people in the industry know, which is to use enhanced CPC settings. So that's sort of a, it'll bid up predictively, but you don't totally give over to a set CPA. So yeah. So some of these, uh, I've always preached that people like things that sound impressive that come from a third party (laughs) that use a lot of, um, adjectives like predictive, but, um, we uh, we need to look deeper into the platforms. Google and Microsoft have the biggest R and D budgets. Have created right. incredible interfaces and incredible um, automation at you know at every turn. See, even the idea of setting an ads uh, ad rotation setting to one of the settings, <laughs> whether it be yeah automate to clicks or otherwise, is automation in itself. And you know, on down the list of basic features, but. When it comes to, you know, uh, changing a thousand bids that meet a certain criterion, you don't need a third-party tool for that, uh, either using the automate or filter features with as many wacky uh, parameters as you want. I mean, it's incredible what lists of parameters you can bring up if you want to control something for quality score, if you want to look at uh, match type in Mm. cases where, (laughs) maybe on another platform, but... uh, uh, where you might have goals imported from uh, Google Analytics or metrics imported from Google Analytics, yeah. um, you might do something with, um, with engagement. Uh, so there, there are any number of parameters you can use. The basics might just be, you know, things that don't convert. <laughs> Let, let's bit <laughs> them down. But uh, those, those things sound basic, but they really are at the heart of automation. Yeah. The rest is mostly refinement, I would say.
0: So I, I think, you know, not for everyone, but I would say a large number of people in our industry, this idea of handing over control, you know, whether it's to us or whether it's to Google is scary. And there might be a lot of um, wariness or skepticism there. How have you, you know, how do you think about that? And then, um, you know, how have you coached other people or even um, within page zero, how do you look at that? um, kind of dichotomy of, you know, people might think it's scary and they don't want to give up that power, but at the same time it can give you more time to do something else.
1: Yeah. It it is a tough, um, it's a tough kind of debate. Um, I I think until we reach a point where, um, even the existing tool sets allow us to achieve a certain level of excellence that Mm. maybe we're not even there with the tool sets. So, um, I think there have been workarounds to our human failings that have actually been extremely powerful that have come out of uh, the engines. Uh, ad extensions are a big part of that. And, and the type of responsive ad format, if you want to call it, ex- expanded text ads, the way the ads look and feel, we have lost, whether we, we agree or not, we have lost some testing control over that uh, ad unit. So it's a kind of a shortcut, right? To say, oh, you know, maybe seller ratings extension is just going to be, More powerful than your lame attempts at uh, adjectives (laughs) in the ad text. (laughs) That's all part of the the game. And I think we appreciate that, the power of that. Uh, There are some other areas, though, where even to this day, we don't have powerful, uh, let's say, attribute testing for ads at a system-wide level, which called action is winning. That's up to third parties. There are very few third parties who have good systems to test that either. So, at that point, automation is going to help you. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't be able to do a, a kind of a, a test of different attributes without powerful software. At the same time, what, what are you doing? You're actually, you're the mad scientist, the human who is creating the experiments.
0: And automation can help you run that experiment more effectively until you, you know, get enough data to decide which way you want to go.
1: Right. And and at a more simple level, if we take a third party tool and I, I don't want to mention a lot of different third party tools because that's not why I'm here, <laughs> uh, but one we don't currently use, but in that way I can be unbiased, I guess, but ad analysis would be an example of a tool where uh, you just need to know when your ad tests uh, based on certain criteria have reached statistical significance and so yeah. on uh, across a large account. So, Maybe you don't have a sophisticated uh, method of creating messaging today. Uh, And imagine the offline implications of that. Imagine what TV would be like if we didn't have the same Hyundai ad for everybody. Um, I can't wait. Uh, But for now, just finding out which ad test won without uh, all the manual work, you know, that's, that's important.
0: Are there, you know, I know on Bing, there's eight kind of features you can do rule logic, I suppose. And, um, I imagine it's around the same number for, for AdWords. I haven't, um, been AdWords recently, but are there tools that you find, you know, more helpful than others? Or, you know, those levers within those tools are the ones that you're like, ugh, I don't go near that one, but I always use this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I, we all have our little favorites. Um, I think yeah. that uh, novices will overlook just a key parameter or two that might just give it that finer point that it needs. This sounds obvious, but um, depending on whether you're in shopping or not, uh, mm-hmm. and you want to, and let's say you're not, so you you might not use impression share. Um, you might use ad position, but you've got to use something to uh, tell to to stop you from throwing money at something with a really high ROI if you can't actually get any further benefit from that higher bid. Uh, so that you know that would be one is ad position. <laughs> you yeah. Know, if it's if it's high enough already, uh, or if the impression share is high enough already, uh, you know, don't bid up. Uh, when you don't have to. I do like to scapegoat the old-fashioned ver- version of broad match. Uh, if you have a theory that a large account's still bleeding based on kind of some legacy broad matches, uh, you know, you might want to be going in and negativing things out, Or, but more often than not, it's just, you know, replace those with, with other match types, including broad match modifier. Uh, but you can also just... Uh, <laughs> you know, scapegoat that one, um, uh, kind of say, just for your own information, was it broad match that was largely causing me the problems in the account? Uh, it might inform your, your builds going forward too.
0: Do you find, you know, you mentioned kind of shopping versus non-shopping, um, when you're looking at setting automation rules for different e-commerce, B2B, or even different verticals, you know, travel, auto, do you find that there's rules that are better for each one? Or is it really just, are they more around strategy and less around the audience?
1: I, I think it is nice to bring that up, to, to bring business models up, because it, it reminds us that uh, from time to time, we can, we can get creative. And um, w- when we're blocked from having full insight into the path towards revenue in the end, uh, that maybe when you get creative, you know, like I mentioned, uh, maybe engagement metrics uh, matter, or maybe secondary right. KPIs matter, and uh, and you develop some kind of uh, a workaround to just a pure uh, looking at pure pure one type of conversion. Um, so that would be, I guess, one thing is is uh, what is the definition. Uh, of which conversion you're using. So again, this is something that you, you might be taking it to another platform (laughs) or you might be taking it to a spreadsheet to, to identify culprits of things that maybe had poor bounce rates or, or, or something. Yeah. B2B is actually, so that's, this is a great example of one where, you know, I, I don't know what w- whether we're always talking about the same topic here and staying within <laughs> automation, but call tracking and and these kinds of things uh, and l- very latent uh, conversions are, of course, very tough. So we do have, uh, I guess we do refer to uh, some of the CRM tools as quote unquote Salesforce automation. Well, exactly. The yeah. the integration of, of further follow-up of further revenue events into your original uh, uh, touch points, into the clicks and things that you've paid for along the way. I mean, uh, if if there is integration with your CRM, um, then you have much more accurate, obviously, uh, accurate uh, bidding.
0: I think one of the... one of the examples that I like or that I, and I've seen other clients use is particularly we're not that far away from uh, the Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, um, post-Christmas sales, New Year's Eve, like we're right around the corner. I wouldn't even say we're right around the corner. We're like at the other side of the corner. and We're two steps away from it. But I think a lot of the advantages that I see with automation is Bing and I know Google as well provides a huge amount of data on trends and behavior behaviors. behaviors during this shopping period. Bing has it down to every 30 minutes, you know, what you're going to see on Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, even Thanksgiving Day itself. Um, And I think when you have that level of data, and it's over a holiday period, I see automation as being just such a great tool in helping you get the most out of that season, but still be able to sit down and have dinner although in Canada you guys have already had your Thanksgiving yeah. of course <laughs> um, so um, but you know still taking advantage of your um, Canadians buying over the border you um, and uh, U.S. shoppers just being in, in shopping mode. You know, is that one of the sort of examples where you see automation incredibly powerful or are there other ones that you have as well? Well,
1: it, it uh, you know, and first of all, um, in the last three or four years and each year growing uh, within Canada in e-commerce and in retail in general, Canadians have totally assimilated the Black Friday week Cyber Monday, (laughs) uh, you just repeat something often enough and people, you know, they want a discount and they are ridiculous discounts if you look at how much change there is in the price. Yeah. So we've had a a lot of success uh, here uh, with, uh, you know, with those periods of time. So, you know, totally get that. It actually brings up a feature request. So my feature request. Okay, um, I'm taking notes. When you talk about having great data for, you know, all of these days and and the hours and, you know, what kind of behavior we're seeing over maybe a six or seven day period, maybe a bit longer, we absolutely feel like we have to be watching our accounts and, and bumping up the aggressiveness level as warranted up or down um it's a lot of competitive behavior so it's you know back and forth yeah Uh, it's not what we signed up for (laughs) because there's a lot of other work to be done um so you know maybe there'd be something that comes into ad scheduling uh that you'd want to keep your you know save your library of of the main um the the main bid adjustments that you're used to that work kind of evergreen, you know, lower at between 1 and 5 a.m. for yep. on Tuesday. Uh, but then you wouldn't want those, then you'd be adjusting these potentially to take advantage of uh, Black Friday, etc. So uh seems to me that it uh, might be nice to uh, to keep the old stuff and not overwrite it and, yeah. and use the scheduler so that, okay, you know, when you're not at your desk at 5 a.m., <laughs> when you want to kick up that bid, <laughs> uh, it would kick up not in response to the long-term data but in response to your prediction around the the holidays
0: right are there other you know top not so much a strategy but pitfalls or tips and tricks you can share with us about automation that you've learned in your in your career or with your agency
1: well you're probably expecting this part to come eventually uh, Francis <laughs> but let me ask you a question. Yes. If I handed you a Budweiser in your left hand and a craft beer in your right hand, which one would you drink?
0: Um, unless I was like floating in a lake, it would definitely be the craft beer.
1: Floating in a lake. Does floating count. in a lake. I might uh,
0: go for Bud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any other time craft beer.
1: So uh, obviously the point being that we all respect the, the power and might of of these giant uh, automation-driven uh, <laughs> manufacturers to cr- create and feed the world's need for beer, but a lot of people are buying craft beer and and uh, and paying a lot for it. And why is that? Of course, uh, it's it's better, yeah, <laughs> uh, for people who like that sort of thing. So everyone has a choice. I, I think that's what it is that accounts relationships that matter to the bottom line will never be solved uh, purely by kicking back and, and just kind of uh, lazily automating. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, you know, experience, uh, insight, constant attention to whether the machines are doing what they're supposed to be doing uh, obviously matters a lot. Yeah. And some other pitfalls, I think, would be very uh, of a very specific nature. For example, um, if bid automation causes uh, something to just steadily be bid, bid down uh, or bid up, than that you have overlap in keywords, keywords, multiple keywords in an account, in a campaign, in an ad group, you know, could, could all be roughly equally qualified to, uh, be the, the source of the, uh, ad impression. And so you're kind of keeping score based on which keyword is assigned the credit for that click. But what if, uh, just randomly, you know, one of the ones that is less favorable happens to be bid up, then it gets mm-hmm. all the attention and it's bid up more and more and more, and it's actually worse. Uh, and similarly, if you lose touch with a keyword, if it, if it drops off the radar, uh, because of, you know, the, the tool, list isn't a very good tool and it gets bid down to six cents, you gotta go looking for it and wake it back up again. Um, so, um. That's probably more likely to happen with certain tools than others. Uh, yeah. And it's more likely to happen when uh, when people have uh, built things clumsily. So uh, having a good strategy to build in the, the right keywords and the right uh, ad groups and the right match types and so on um, would be powerful uh, kind of antidote to just dumb machine uh, right. uh, bidding.
0: What is, uh, this is my last question for you. What is like your top, one, or if you have more than one, I'll allow that. Um, but your top favorite thing about automation.
1: I think it would be when we get into the level of sophistication, of uh, regression analysis, so that we we have the idea of similar audiences, for example, a statistically yeah. similar human that you don't have access to uh, in the sense of they're they're not cookied by uh, because they visited your website, but but they're online. <laughs> yeah, and they resemble a certain class of user. When we get into that type of uh, level of sophistication, and there have been various attempts at kind of uh, naming behavior, you know, calling it whether they're in market for something. Oh, they went to four different cameras sites, and they they haven't purchased yet. Yeah, know uh, that's not as accurate as it could be yet. But obviously, we know the power of of uh, machine learning and and big data. Yeah, um, so it's going to get there. So that to me is is uh, Is the exciting part when you can put together uh, a synthetic (laughs) uh, human uh, out of uh, out of the data that you have.
0: Okay, so I think next time you come, we should talk about uh, AI and uh, synthetic humans. Yikes. Um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to do a quick recap and then you tell me if I've missed anything. Just some of the top things we chatted about today. So I think the big one that still stands out with me is that we have ever expanding levers within our, um, within our accounts, within Bing ads and within Google and being able to use automation, um, to get information on those, but also run some things. Um, steadily while you experiment with these new levers um, is important and and is changing the game a bit. We as an industry have a tendency to work fast, do a lot of work, um, work late. And uh, as you mentioned, we're just provided with so much data and we want to use it all. Um, Taking advantage of um, automation tools and rules Will, um, will help us focus on, you know, the things that will probably be a little bit more important to optimization and, um, let us get home for dinner or out for that bike ride. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked your you know, recommendation and, and flag saying that, you know, automation isn't a replacement for how we're doing. Uh, optimization so that kind of you know follows on We should be using it to take advantage of it as it's there and it will help but it isn't a replacement for all of the fun and interesting things we can dig into once we have all the other data about how ads are performing
1: and profitable
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, I'm not doing this for fun <laughs> <Are you kidding? laughs>
0: yeah we forgot to say that <laughs> Um, Well, thanks again for joining us. Um, If anyone's interested, uh, Andrew writes about automation quite a bit. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Goodman. We here at Bing Ads actually have a webcast all about um, automation and a little bit more detail on, you know, how to use it with Bing Ads and um, getting some key strategies using it with the Bing audience. And you can find that on the Bing webpage under resources and then webcasts. And it is the Art of Advertiser Science of Automation. I hope that you enjoyed listening to us today. Thank you again, Andrew. Really um, appreciate your time. And as always, love chatting with you. Thanks so much, Francis. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Insider Insights podcast series from Bing Ads. You can catch up on all the other episodes on the Bing Ads channel on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Share your feedback with us on any social channel using hashtag Bing Ads. And until next time, thanks for listening.